Hello, welcome to the We Are From Dust podcast. My name is Yomi Ayeni, I'm founder of We Are From Dust, and I'm here with my lovely colleague, Katie Aldridge. And uh, this is a rather special edition of the podcast. We're in Tulum, and you might hear the crashing waves behind us because the waves are literally lapping up at our toes over one, that's over one shoulder, and over the other, we've got one of our favorite artists that we have a long history with through Burning Man and through life, Kate Roddenbush working on her piece, which is a, a true centerpiece for the Art With Me Festival. Indeed, we'll be talking to the organizers, we'll be talking to some of the crew putting things together. And what We Are From Dust is doing here. So we'll wrap it, we'll wrap it back around. So my name is Matt Keynes. I'm the managing partner and COO of Art With Me. And we are preparing for our 2020 limited edition Art With Me Festival in Tulum, Mexico. What is Art With Me and how did this whole thing start? So Art With Me was founded three years ago, back in 2018, with my partners and co-founders David Graziano and Jorge Mondragon. And the whole point of Art With Me is to take the creative arts um, in all its forms, from music to art to large-scale art to contemporary art to culinary disciplines to caring for the environment and really focus on the artistic talent that comes from it. And through that inspiration, use that inspiration to have more impactful change in the world. And how has it changed since that, that first year to, to now? It's, well, the whole world's changed. You know, it's not the same that it was anymore in a, in a world of having, uh, in a world where everything is uncertain. That's the biggest change. Now, we are very fortunate to be able to move forward in a very limited and safe capacity and to have uh, the community come together and really do something special in a time where people need hope and healing and to find a way to come out of this in the new normal. Obviously, there must have been sort of a blueprint of some description, something that inspired this, this amazingness, not just the location. I mean, what, where, where's, where's the roots? The roots, you know, um, we all, David, myself, and even Mondra comes from an entertainment hospitality background. David's built nightclubs in New York for many years. Mondra's a super, super talented and uh, accomplished talent manager and artist manager in Mexico City and myself I've come from an event production background of curating experiences for years we've all been to of course Burning Man we've all I've worked with someone in the past and we, what we've really done is not try to reinvent the wheel but to focus on creativity and to curate a really creative experience um, that just shows everyone what is possible Let's talk a little bit specifically on the way over here. You were showing us some of the pieces that are being placed in the next 24 hours. What are you most excited about that you're, that you're seeing come to life that soon the attendees will get to experience? What I'm most excited about is that this thing's even happening. And um, that's both a sigh of relief, a mix of anxiety, and a mix of uh, complete gratitude for the team that's been working on this project now for about a year to go through times of being postponed, not taking pay, to is the world ending, political changes, health issues. It's, it's a lot, it's intense. And it's worn, a, it's worn out on every, every member, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And 
to have to jump through every hoop and be able to be four days out from this event and just see that we're this far is uh, it's amazing. You know, the, the musical lineup is my favorite because I'm a musician myself, so I'm super excited about that. But some of the art here, I think every year we keep getting bigger and better. Um, Kate Raddenbush has done an amazing gateway piece. And my personal favorite, Carlito Delgacio, is building a lighthouse that's going to be 3D projection mapped from four angles with uh, a soundtrack that looks pretty stunning. How different would you say this one has been in comparison to previous years? You know, the permitting issue has been very challenging. Working with the government, we've had some unforeseen circumstances here in Tulum lately. Um, Tulum's been a very interesting place because the government's opened up and business is operating. So we're operating within the, all the guidelines, but even operating within these guidelines that um, are happening, there's still a ton of double-checking, double-checking, double-checking because safety is first. And we have an amazing COVID protocol going from social distancing to mask usage to capacities at venues being around 40 to 50% of the usual capacities and open air spaces. It's a ton of stuff and it's been a lot of meetings and a lot of meetings and when we get one answer the next day it's a different answer and it's um, I'm happy with our team and Omar, our director of production, has done a great job with uh, sticking through it to get it all completed. And choosing art, uh, obviously, art with me, the, t the, the name sells itself. You, you, you've got a, an international contingent of, of artists. How much of the stuff is built here? How much is brought in? And, and what considerations were there this year? I mean, I'm, we're, we're mentioning this year because, as you rightly pointed out, this is the first of its kind. And I have watched globally as one festival after another has hoisted a flag up to say cancelled pulling the plug so how i mean we, we we i mean i'm here from the uk kate's flown <laughs> in kate's kate's flown in but at the end of the day it is art first and foremost and how hard was it to actually choose things that are going to be as as pivotal this year uh, that's a great question we had a lineup built you know we had a program pretty much done and set and i believe the date was march 16th when we officially postponed and with that came in the refunds and when are, when's our new date on the music side it was really challenging because that whole lineup almost dropped out about 80 percent bands touring agents it was a lot tougher on the artist side we had to make some adjustments due to what we are going to build because we actually build and produce all the large-scale art ourselves we have a shop in town and we've been working with artists on designing and purchasing materials and we had to maybe scale down what we try to accomplish and on the art side, you know, we did pretty well. We try to do all the large-scale stuff here. As you guys know from We Are From Dust, shipping large-scale art's not easy. But also building large-scale art with no heavy machinery is not easy either in a, in a place like Tulum. So uh, I think we were able to really pick select pieces that we were able to still get here with the added time, reevaluate the program, understand what is art in all its different forms from a workshop, to interactive paintings, to interactive experiences, to panels and talks, to contemporary arts and what's already permanent collections we can showcase in Tulum on top of just trying to ship and bring everything in. What we really like to do is use this place as like an artist in residency where we bring artists here and using the local environment or materials, we create something new. 
I'm Peter Ruprecht. I'm the director of marketing here at Art With Me. I think that the role of, of any event uh, is always to bring people together for the right reasons. We're sticking to why we are bringing people together, which is everything that Matt mentioned, which is the health aspects of it, the community aspects of it, the entertainment, the art aspects of it. Um, however, because of the current climate, uh, you've got to do things differently. You've got to take people's personal perceptions into account um, and people's feelings into account. So you have you, you have a lot of uh, you know a lot of people in the world that don't perceive any sort of gathering being safe, and you have a lot of people in the world that do perceive that gatherings are safe, and that's part of the divide right now that's happened that's worked its way politically to uh, to socially and so right now what we're doing is just taking kind of the best practices that we've seen around and within the guidelines that the country has laid out for us and the safety measures that they like to see and we're meeting or exceeding every single one of them and trying to show uh, the world that if you do something responsibly that you can bring people together uh, and allow them to enjoy themselves in a responsible manner. Right now, it's, it's just been a, a few pockets here and there around the world that have tried, but we're going you know, to put our best foot forward in, into doing everything according to all the regulations and protocols and, and standards that, that we've gained from all over the world. How hard has it been actually marketing something as unique as this when you've got so much smoke clouding that vision and clouding that judgment and clouding that message? We really didn't know how it was going to be um, because, again, these are uncharted waters for everybody, right? Uh, we're, at this point, one of the only events of this scale going on at this point. So in one sense, before starting to market it, we were terrified. We were sitting there thinking, are we going to get a huge backlash? What is the community going to say? How do they feel about this? So what we actually did is kind of take the temperature of the community, see how they felt, Everybody was very positive, so we started to market it. And the truth is, because of the fact that it's one of the only things going on, the marketing of it itself um, wasn't that hard. It was more the decision-making process and making sure that we had done everything possible to make sure that we're making a responsible decision. It was it was a decision-making process more than the actual marketing. Whereas, you know, maybe uh, the April would have been different, where we knew we were going forward, and what we needed to do was make sure that we marketed the event and delivered a great event. Now, we're going to deliver a great event. We had a bunch of research and anxiety to go through to, to decide that we were going to go forward and do it. What will be the marker of success when this is, when it's um, November 16th and you're wrapping? Happy, safe, and healthy people. That's it. Yeah, I agree. No, I think the marker of success is going to be we try not to listen to the noise because there's always positive and negative, but to turn around and turn around and say, hey, we did our best when, and we were able to be vulnerable and take a chance on this thing when no one else even is willing to risk it and to kind of be get the people carrying the flag to show other people that they can do it. Usually what we do when we build art here is we'll fly in an artist plus like the top two hands and then the rest of the team we try to do locals. I think it's been a great opportunity to, to mentor and coach our talent uh, in Tulum. Tulum's not, Tulum's a bubble. There's a lot of people coming here internationally. Talent-wise, you know, it's people that have great talent, but they need coaches and mentorship. And bringing the artists here to have these residencies and work hand-by-hand -hand by international top-level artists and, and builders, it's, it's been really amazing to watch. 
So a majority of this stuff is built with local support. And then we also leave the art here for the community of and town of Tulum to enjoy year-round. Why Tulum? Why Tulum? Um, why not Tulum? Um, Tulum is magical. We got in at the right time. David's been here now for 10 years building hotels, and I've been coming down here for seven years, and everything was just about timing. And we got in right before, as you see now, Tulum's gotten a little bit more global recognition and everyone knows about it. a lot of people are coming here and timing aligned it's a beautiful and magical place when it's um it's it's on the ocean we love uh, the nature you can walk around barefoot and really feel connected to the earth and tulum it's, it's just where it was meant to be we are here with several artists that we work with on a regular basis and we're really getting a first-hand experience of art with me and how we play into that as an organization and as far as I can tell we all have the same mission and that is to promote art support artists and get that out to as many people in the world as possible who, who the hell that's the burning question that everyone should be asking themselves um, Kate Roudenbush I'm building this this almost 30 foot tall entrance portal called the dream portal and what I was imagining is trying to echo, you know, the the Mayan sculptures of the pyramids by building a portal from the sea to the land and kind of envisioning people at this point in time in, in the history of humanity on a path towards evolution. And when you when you're walking out of the sea and going on to land, you can't help but think of the evolution of life <laughs> on Earth. And so I, I wanted to build this pyramid that has this ramp that comes up from the sea onto the land, but going through a series of illuminated pyramids and that, that draws you in through a cascading interior of uh, dream catchers, kind of like a forest of dream catchers inside. And, and, and it guides you into this beautiful area with multiple craftsmen and speeches and uh, dance stages and things like that. But the sculpture itself, I want it to be uh, a place of transition where, where kind of like, you know, I'm, all, I'm a really good sucker for themes ever since Larry Harvey <laughs> inspired me at Burning Man, lo, those many 20 years ago. And so I, 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 I loved it when, when David Graziano, who is the founder, one of the founders of Art With Me, asked, told me that the theme was dream with me. I thought, you know, what are the shared dreams of humanity? And, and really that's, that's very much how I was primed to think about the themes with with Larry's themes at Burning Man. What are what is this commonly held held dream of humanity uh, of Black Rock City that we can make iterations of and inspire people and lift people up and make people laugh and question reality and cry <laughs> and have a profound experience. Um, and so I so this dream portal was kind of born in my imagination and it not only is a tunnel but it's uh it's actually a pyramid that you can climb 
much like much like the Mayans, was basically a, like extraordinary rake of a staircase going up to the to the very top. And um, before I conceived of this sculpture, I went to the Koba uh, ruins nearby and climbed that pyramid. And that pyramid is, it's treacherous. You have to go climb it. It's like one false step and you're going to fall down and die. Seriously, it's, it's crazy. But they made it that way because it, they wanted to get you on your hands and knees and almost prostrate yourself before, you know, their god, the temple to a god. I'm, I'm working in wood this time, which is a different... Last material time, for me. Last time you worked in wood. Last time you worked in wood, what happened? I set it on fire with pyrotechnics. <laughs> but yeah, this is very different, and it's it's a it's a real process working in wood. A uh, different way of thinking about materials and step by step. But really, I mostly think of of I approach sculpture like like architecture, actually. I don't, because it has to be support people and I, you climb it, and so there's a lot of engineering that goes into this pyramid here. And obviously a triangle is one of the most stable shapes you could possibly build. So it's, a, it's kind of a, a bit of a no-brainer to build a pyramid in a way, because you know it's going to stand up, because um, it just makes sense. And, and the, the, the rake of this climb up, up this sculpture, the dream portal, is going to feel very much like the climb up that that Koba ruin. In fact, it's probably even steeper. It feels it's. I I, I hasten. I, I I hesitate to call it. A, I hesitate to call it a, a a staircase. It's really a ladder. <laughs> it's like a giant heavy ladder. Any case, in any case, the most important thing about the interactivity of this is not only can you walk through the sculpture as uh, like symbolism from you know transitioning from from sea to land and from dream to reality but you're also climbing up the stairs which is a risk a risky dangerous endeavor to get to the top which is this crow's nest peak um, flanked by two sets of wings and I designed the wings so that when you stood at the top, your your body is at the center of these wings, so it looks like you have the wings if you outstretch your arms. Hopefully, <laughs> if you outstretch your arms, you will be at the center of these wings. And so when you look out into the sea, or you look out into the jungle, um, it's, it's, it's sort of like, <laughs> a bit like Icarus, you could take these wings and fly off and 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 test them but of course <laughs> watch out for hubris your evil friend <laughs> you know like this is the you know the, the problem with humans right <laughs> but but yeah so there's wings at the top they're going to be super badass made out of uh, aluminum wow. that um that um james de giorgio who's helping me fabricate this whole thing his amazing crew and the incredible crew of mayans who are helping me build here uh are helping me build this entire thing obviously i i don't do this by myself i have incredible talented people helping me uh 
okay, I mean, ask any artist and it's, it's a real thrill to work in a new place, but it's also a massive risk. So, um, you know, travel with your tools, <laughs> like bring your own tools and prepare to pay for them. Put them in a Pelican air case and pad them well, and you're going to pay a lot. And hopefully you can work that into the, the budget. But um, bring your own tools because no matter how everyone says, oh, you know, we have, you can use my tools. It, it's true to an extent, but you really do have to, you know, radical self-reliance, people. <laughs> it's the same old, same old story. But, I mean, it's building on the playa. Is, at Burning Man is very much burnt building on the playa here. It's, there's a lot of logistics that need working out. They don't have heavy equipment here. I worked in aluminum so that it was so light that a crew of Mayans just hoisted this whole thing up from the ground, boom. It was amazing. Um, but working with um, James DiGiorgio own, owns the shop with um, um, uh, David Graziano, uh, D&G Designs, um, helped realize this whole thing. They did the infrastructure, they did the CNC wood cutting, um, I came and uh, assembled all of the panels, stained all of the panels, um, and brought crew and organized uh, some of the crew, and they, you know, met me halfway with their crew, and that was wonderful. I mean, you can't do anything without an awesome crew. You just can't. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. So it's a dream team yeah. so far for the Dream Portal. When are you opening? Eleven, eleven. Yeah, my yeah. favorite number. <laughs> Yeah. So this whole festival starts uh, November 11th yep. to the 16th. And, uh, you know, it's, it's time, honestly, uh, for artists to envision, a, a, you know, be really part of envisioning a new future. We're always asked to fucking decorate it. But let's help in, in, <laughs> envision this motherfucker. On 11-11, when... When your piece opens officially here, what are what are people going to see? And I'm curious, especially at night with your with the with lighting. I'm not sure what we're gonna do with the ritual. I'm sure there's going to be a wonderful opening ritual. You can guarantee that it being art with me, they're gonna have a beautiful creative ritual. Um, and I, I really love that about the culture here. They're they're really art and spirituality are really intermixed. And I feel very at home in Tulum for that reason. Um, they really appreciate artists uh, here, um, and they, they they build with aesthetics and artistic integrity in mind, and that's really amazing. Um, and hopefully, also environmental integrity in mind, and that's very important to me as well. Uh, in terms of the lighting, <laughs> well. There's interior lighting and then there's all sorts of accent lighting and it's I love the color of honey Like this beautiful amber. I'm a sucker for amber light And so we're gonna have a mixture of that uh, illuminating this like earthy portal um, And with the wings on top the whole the whole um, feel of the sculpture is like earth and earth and 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 sunrise and air and 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 the the best lighting of all is that the sunrise rises through the portal on 11-11. So that is going to be epic. I cannot wait for that. I will be here at sunrise for that for sure. So that's going to be that's going to be really wonderful and there's going to be a whole lot of people welcoming the sun 
through the portal on, on, on the morning. So I'm, I'm so excited and honored to, to be the container for, for, that, for that light. We've just spoken to Kate Rodenbush and she was able to say, you know, this is one of the few in the world that has managed to tie together the beauty of art, consciousness, you know, environmental concerns, the spiritual sort of nature of things, but also tying it to the tradition of the location. Hey, um, <laughs> so um, I would, we're just doing the intro to, to our podcast, but I kind of feel I will ask you to introduce yourself. You know, this is this is almost like gate crashing an interview. Just who you are, where we are, and what what we're doing here. Uh, David Graziano. Uh, we're making a badass arts and cultural festival in Tulum, Mexico. Uh, you know, I look at it more like since I've been here for ten years, uh, I had six principles of life that were really stood out, and. The event kind of represents what I think is a very balanced lifestyle, right? So you mix it with a bit of, you have your, your wellness, which we want to take care of ourselves. I call it self-care, which is really just a conscious choice we take to make better care of our physical, our mental, and our emotional well-being, right? And then there's the protect our environment, which is really, this is, we're guests here, right? So you have to respect the area as guests. So the festival has to also embody the fact that, you know, we don't want to just come here for five days, build something, break it down, and then leave. We're here all year long. We live here. So it's our goal to participate in ways that we can make things better on a yearly calendar rather than for seven days. So that's the care with me portion of the event. And then there's, we love to eat, like drink wine. So I figured, well, we have to have a, uh, an eat with me, which handles the culinary experience. And then uh, this is a great place for kids. So we have Play With Me, which is for the kids because the children cannot be excluded out of this event. And then we like to party. So we have Dance With Me, right? And everything in the end is about having fun. So if we're not celebrating and dancing and having fun, it's missing a key element to the event. So the six pillars were built around what I thought was just a balanced lifestyle. That's absolutely perfect. You couldn't have chosen a, a better location uh, as we stand out here on the beachfront, it's, the beach itself is lined with bars and cabanas. Everyone's totally chill. You haven't got the noise and, and that irritating thing that you would associate, unfortunately, with Ibiza. But, uh, but you've chosen the right place. And the cultural aspect of it even filters into the build itself. Well, we, we, also, well, uh, we also do, uh, normally, this year it's a little bit different because of the the current pandemic situation but we do also have uh, a huge free concert in the town for the community last year we did a uh, 7,000 person free concert for the town and gave out all the tickets just all they had to do was bring 15 recycled bottles to our recycle station and we gave them a ticket and they we collected 4,000 pounds of plastic so we all and 30% of the event is free and or public so that if you don't have money for a ticket and you're local you still get to experience a portion of the event Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the We Are From Dust podcast from Tulum, Mexico, for the Art With Me Festival, kicking off this week on the auspicious date of 11-11. A special thanks to the Art With Me team, including Dave Graziano, Peter Ruprecht, 
Matt Keynes and artist Kate Roddenbush. Keep an ear out for another episode this week highlighting all the festival happenings from Tulum. You can find out more about We Are From Dust at wearefromdust.org.